Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia Burtnick. I am a spiritual life coach, energy healer, and psychic medium on a mission to help you heal, awaken, and expand your light and consciousness. If you are a spiritual seeker ready to learn, grow, and live and breathe your purpose here on this earth, you are in the right place, my friend. Together, we are going to dive deep into opening our hearts, healing our shadows, connecting with our souls, and erasing our vibes so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Service Podcast. As always, it is such an honor to be tuning in with you here today. So on today's episode, I want to address triggers and what to do with them and how to actually handle them, because no matter what, you are going to be triggered as a human being. You're never going to outgrow that. So we're going for progress, not perfection. And I also want to talk a little bit about the the climate here today and because it does have a lot of relation to triggers. So if you are unaware of what is happening in Canada right now, or if you are listening to this in the future, um, right now in Canada is the trucker convoy for freedom. Um, And it is basically millions of Canadians that are led by truckers and now are joined by cowboys on horses and uh, farmers with their tractors and just millions of ordinary, ordinary everyday Canadians standing up for our rights and freedoms against the illegal mandates um, that have been brought down and the oppression that has been brought down as a result of this pandemic. Now, whew, what the government wants more than anything is for you to be triggered because the more triggered you are and the more out of your grounding and peace you are, the more easy it is to manipulate you and control your actions. When we are triggered and we are not addressing those triggers, we are not healing those triggers. We are in fact weak. We don't have a strong base because something is coming in and knocking us off our spiritual foundation. It's not knocking us off our rootedness, our groundedness, and our our sense of self and safety. Because instead of taking the power within ourselves, when something comes in and we're allowing that trigger to overrule our life, we are basically saying, here is my power. You've triggered me. So take it. You can have my power. But when you focus on healing your triggers, when you are aware of what is coming up and you are conscious of what actions you are taking, then you have the power to actually keep your power and to say, I recognize that I'm triggered, but I ain't giving it to you. I'm not giving you my power. It's not yours. And the only person that can actually give your power away or take your power is you. You are the one in control of yourself. You are the one in control of your power, your thoughts, beliefs, feelings, actions, and reactions. You are the one in control of how you live your life. No one else has control over you. Now, yes, there are things within society that you are expected to do, and and there's sets of morals and values, but at the same time, you still have a choice. Now, do I want you to go around murdering people? No, I really don't. That would be really awful. 
And there's morals and values in place to protect against that because that is not a great action. But standing up for yourself and standing for your own rights and freedoms, that is not synonymous with murder. <laughs> like those are not even on the same playing field, even though, unfortunately, the government has told us that they are. So you always, no matter what, have the freedom to choose how you're going to live your life. And that one of the keys to that is having a very strong spiritual foundation and a, and a very strong dedication to your healing. If you want to put your energy out into the world and you want to make great impact and great change for the highest and best good, you cannot be meeting the world in your wounds. If you are triggered, if you are wounded, if you're putting that hurt, betrayal, grief, guilt, shame, sadness, like anger out into the world, that is the energy that you are going to be met with in return. Now, just because you end up putting love out into the world doesn't mean you're not going to be met with some anger, with some judgment, with people that are triggered in their own way. You can still be met with that energy, but number one, it's not going to affect you because you are rooted in love. You're rooted in your sense of self. You're rooted in healing. And number two is those people are not going to get anywhere with you because what they're looking for is that reciprocation of that energy of that, of that victimhood, that anger, the pain, they're looking for that reciprocation. And by you not giving it to them, it's going to automatically start diffusing the situation because they're going to have nowhere to go. I've said this once, and I will probably say it a million times in my life, hurt people, hurt people. And you yourself have done it when you have been hurting you have, whether intentionally or unintentionally, hurt another person in some way. Now, it doesn't condone, having that understanding doesn't condone the actions that someone or even you yourself takes, because understanding that someone's hurting doesn't mean that it's okay for them to call you names, for them to judge you, for them to treat you like a bag of shit. It doesn't mean that that's okay. What you, what it does mean is that you understand they're coming from a wound and you can have a level of compassion for it. So you can meet them in love to stop that flow and that reciprocation of that wounded energy. Because if you don't have that compassion for them or that understanding, even on an, even on a very subjective or, or objective level, you are going to, at some level, meet them in your own wounds, which is going to reciprocate that energy. So this is why this is, in fact, so important. Now, looking at, looking at the freedom convoy. So the government is awful. <laughs> I mean, it's awful. Um, and, we, and we can recognize that. We can recognize that. And they are going to do everything in their power and what they want most is to keep their power. They're going to do everything in their power to try to shut down the love and peaceful energy of this movement. And this movement is fighting for the rights and the freedoms of all Canadians. And not only is it fighting for the rights and freedoms of all Canadians, but this movement has inspired worldwide 
convoys, protests, people standing up, people coming into, into unity together. We are seeing it all across the world and it is the most incredible and powerful thing that, I mean, I might see in my lifetime, maybe what you will see in yours. This is a just, this is a really beautiful and powerful thing. And the amazing thing about it is that it is in fact fueled by love, by unity, by peace, and a desire for change and equality for all people. And you cannot erase the power of that. You cannot erase the power of that. Now, it doesn't mean that there are not going to be struggles. And You know, the reason I'm talking about this is because the lessons from this, you can apply to any area of your life, because this is just a really big challenge that millions of people are going through right now. But whether it's a big challenge like this or a little challenge in in your life, the, the lesson is the same. So you want to make sure that you are always coming from love, peace, unity, kindness, compassion, respect. So that you can, in fact, be met with that energy in return. Now, let me be clear. Not everyone is going to be able to meet you in that loving energy. They are going to judge you. They are going to hate you. You are going to trigger the living F out of them. But your responsibility is not to be triggered in return or rather when you are triggered, not to act upon it or from that energy and space. You know, in Ottawa, so Ottawa, if you don't know, is the capital of Canada. So it's a sim, it's like Washington, DC, or apparently I know no other capitals at this point in time. Um, So it's the capital of Canada. That's where our parliament is. That's where our chicken of a prime minister is, um, who is currently in hiding from the truckers. Um, That's where all of our federal stuff is. Now, the government in Ottawa, they have decided to declare a state of emergency because truckers are occupying the city and the streets, and they are not leaving until all of the mandates and restrictions are lifted. They never should have been in place in the first place, but they're definitely not leaving until all of it's lifted. And what the Ottawa police are doing is they are, I mean, they have started stealing gas. They are threatening to arrest people for helping truckers um, or anybody involved in the protest. I mean, the, the things that they are trying to do is truly despicable. And what they are trying to do is get a rise out of people because this protest has been peaceful. And if there have been maybe a couple of incidences where someone has acted out of line, um, they have been dealt with quickly. They have also been put over to the police. So it becomes a police matter. So acts of hatred, violence, anything like that, which have been like, I think maybe two incidences and it's a little bit of a stretch, but even so those have all been 
taken over to the police for the police to handle because that's not tolerated in this movement. What is tolerated is love and kindness and peace and unity. But with what the Ottawa, um, the, the, the city of Ottawa, the, the police are doing, and even our prime minister, they are trying to incite hatred. They are trying to incite judgment. They're trying to incite um, actions of frustration and violence and, and retaliation. That's why they are pushing so hard because they have no other tools to stop this other than to, who would have thought, drop the mandates and actually listen to the science, not, not the fake science that they've been listening to, but listen to the actual science, look at what's going on. Look at the fact that this virus is not going away. Uh, look at the fact that they've been un just, ridiculously discriminating against the unvaccinated for no other reason than they want to get jabs in arms because it's not stopping transmission. It might reduce your risk of hospitalization. And while I'm not going to go into the vaccine thing, cause that is not my fight. The, the fact is that the government has been trying to create this divide and demonizing people so they are trying to now, because they have millions of Canadians standing up and they don't know how to deal with love and peace and they don't want to give up their power. They're trying to trigger people. They're trying to make them lash out. Now, what happens is in life, whether it's something big like this or something small, your responsibility is in your reaction to the trigger and dealing with the trigger. All triggers are are parts of you that are coming up to the surface to be healed. That's what it is. Anytime you are triggered by something, it is a part of you asking to be healed, to be looked at, to have, to be listened to. And we can go in within ourselves and ask, what is this trying to teach me? This trait that I don't like in somebody else, where have I embodied this? Or where do I have the potential to embody that trait? What is it teaching me to be? What is it teaching me not to be? What are the lessons it has for me? And this trigger that is coming up, that is causing an issue in my life, what is it trying to tell me? What is it trying to tell me? And where am I not listening to it? Because if you just start listening to the underlying message, the gifts of what it's trying to teach you or tell you, that trigger is going to go away. Now, triggers are, and healing just in general, is more complex. It's not always black and white. And there is a very solid chance that a lot of triggers, you're going to be dealing with layers of them throughout your life. It doesn't mean you're doing a bad job. It just means that a new layer is being come up, is being brought up so that you can heal it. Because we are like, we're like onions, a never-ending onion. There's so many layers to us, and we are constantly going to be healing and growing and shifting and changing. And even as we shift and change, what used what used to not be a trigger may become a trigger because we have shifted and grown and changed. So then again, a new layer is being brought to the surface for us to heal. So it is our responsibility to act from a place of love, kindness, compassion, and respect, and to not put our wounds out into the world. You know, you can think of 
think of an argument you may have had with a friend, a partner, your parents. At some point, they were probably yelling at you. You felt triggered and you snapped and you said some really hurtful things. That is a perfect, a perfect example of what you don't want to do when you're triggered. Now, back then you wouldn't have known better, but you were now in the position where you are learning to be better, you know, in, in the context of, of an argument, if you cannot control your reaction, allow yourself to be excused so that you can come and then have a conversation versus an argument because meeting someone's wounds with your own wounds is not going to serve anyone. It's just going to create hurt. It's going to create resentment. It's going to create judgment. And it's, it's like you're putting fire on fire. You need to calm that fire with water. So you want to, you want to be the water. You want to be calm. You want to be cool. You want to be collected. And it can be easier said than done, depending on where you've come from, depending on your beliefs, just depending on, on what your life is like. Some people have an easier time doing this than others. And that's okay. It doesn't, it's no, there's no right or wrong here, but you need to be aware of what your actions and reactions are. Are you going to say something hurtful because you're feeling hurt? Or are you going to look at the situation and say, you know what, I don't appreciate that behavior, or there's something wrong with this that we do need to address, but I'm not capable of doing that right now. Let's come back to this topic when we're both calm. You know, there's so many things and you have the choice to sink into anger, into fear, into judgment, resentment, or again, you can sink into that love, that kindness, compassion, and respect. And once again, you've probably heard me say this a million times, but having compassion for someone does not mean condoning their actions. So if, if you have compassion for someone, you understand that hurt people hurt people and you yourself have done it. None of us are not guilty of that. If you have compassion for another person, you can, from an objective standpoint, look and say, okay, they're clearly triggered. They're feeling wounded. Maybe I don't know the reason why, but I don't need to add to that because that's only going to hurt them more. And then it's going to hurt me more in return. Because when you are meeting someone in your wounds, it just fuels a cycle of hurt and pain and anger and resentment. And, and that is not serving anyone. Now, the other thing, when people do lash out, you don't have to take it. You can set a boundary and just say, no, like I'm, I'm not addressing this right now. You can set a physical boundary where you no longer talk to that person. You can walk away, whatever it is that you need to do to not meet that person in, in your wounds, you need to do that. You know, a good example is sometimes I get comments online and we all know that keyboard warriors are very, um, they can be very hurtful. Sometimes they can be very judgmental and it's because of the perceived level of safety, um, that they have behind a keyboard. Cause I can guarantee you most of those people wouldn't dare say that to your face. 
Now, sometimes you get comments online. Like I've, I've had not too many because I do put protections around what I write, but I've had, I think like a couple kill yourself comments or like you're, I don't know, you're an awful person and you're literally a piece of shit and whatever, whatever it is they were saying to me. And I don't even bother engaging with what was commented. I either set the full boundary of just deleting and blocking, or sometimes depending if the comment is a little bit more on the, so let's say PG side, I will respond back and I'll just say, you know, I'm, I'm really wishing that you receive love and healing and you, and you find compassion and kindness come into your heart. It seems like you really need it. And, and I say that, and I'm not saying that to be flippant. And I I say that with sincerity, how they take it is up to them, but I say it with sincerity and I send them love and healing energy because it's not doing any, like, it's not taking anything away from me to send love and healing to them. What it is doing from a soul to a soul level is send is sending them healing so that they can then accept that healing their human side, their, their ego might not accept it. And it might, might not have an impact, but on a soul level, it definitely will. And the more that you put that energy out into the world and the more that you will be met with that energy in return, you know, one of my friends, she, um, I love her to pieces and she's probably listening to this right now. So hello. Um, but she's been feeling very triggered lately. Uh, just going out and, and shopping without her mask, exercising her mask exemption. And she's come up against some not great situations. And she's now taking the, the responsibility and, and doing extra healing work on herself to let go of and heal that resentment that has been building. And I mean, again, this is a human thing. We all have periods where things like resentment build and you know, it can be hard to, to go out in public and be kind to other people and not be judging other people. But then she goes shopping with me. And, you know, before I go shopping at any point, as I also have my mask exemption, I set intentions and I say, creator of all it is, it is commanded that I be met with love, kindness, compassion, and respect. And it is commanded that anybody that comes into contact with me be met with love, kindness, compassion, and respect, a release of fear, anger, and judgment, and receive deep love and healing. Thank you. It is done. It is done. It is done. I do that every single time. And it makes such a huge difference just preparing my energy and the expectations and and basically blessing any interactions that I'm going to come into contact with. I have never had issues when I have done that. And yeah, sometimes I've had people look at me funny or maybe comment something under their breath. I I don't hear it. And it, it frankly doesn't bother me. And I even have such pleasant interactions that like people are just overly friendly. They, they ask me how my day's going. They talk to me about my life and their lives and they share things with me. And literally the, the person before I can witness them go from kind of grumpy and reserved to being so open and happy. And it's, it's a true blessing when you get to witness that. But again, you have to be intentional with your energy. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is my friend will go shopping with me and 
she can feel the difference when she's shopping with me versus when she was shopping kind of in that triggered state and the interactions are completely different. And even when somebody might say something to us or, or maybe give us a funny look, um, I just move past it and it it's showing her energy, the way to not sit in that resentment. So you are always leading by example and what you put out into the world is what you're going to get back. And it doesn't mean that I haven't had a staff member come up and ask me if I can wear a mask or whatever it is. And I just say, no, I'm sorry. I'm medically exempt. Thank you. And that's literally it. And they're like, okay. And that's, that's the interaction. That's like the worst interaction I've had when I have protected my energy and set those intentions or said those prayers. The times that I haven't done that, which has been about four times, um, I have had issues those days. I had a nasty judgmental cop say stupid, like literally stupid shit to me. Um, I had a, an owner of a, of a, a butcher shop yell at me and kick me out. Um, even though he did serve me. And I mean, I was calm those, those times, but I didn't prepare my energy. I didn't set the intentions. So it truly does make a difference and and it's not going to cost you anything. It's not going to cost you anything to ask for love to come into your heart. And you don't have to know how to do it. There is no specific knowing. I mean, I typically do use tools from Theta Healing and the phrase that I used is more along the lines of what I use from Theta Healing. But as long as you are setting that intention, saying that prayer, that's all you need. That is all you need because we are all spiritual beings. We all have these incredible and beautiful spiritual gifts, whether we are aware of them or not. And it just takes some development over time. But saying a prayer with that true love in your heart and wanting that compassion for yourself and others, that is powerful in and of itself. You don't need to know how, because just saying it and asking for it and meaning it is the how. So don't think that this is beyond you. So our triggers. Again, you want to be very aware of the energy that you are putting out into the world. People, the government, you know, they are going to want you to be triggered because when you are triggered, you are easier to push around and manipulate because you give your power away. But you can keep your power or in the moment, take back your power by not giving into that trigger. And then at a different time, when you are more calm, when you are not in that triggered state, look at why you were triggered. Why were you triggered? Ask for those gifts. Again, ask for those lessons of what is it teaching me? What is it teaching me to be? What is it teaching me not to be? Or what is it teaching me to be instead? What is it trying to tell me? Why is it coming up? Where am I ignoring it that it's having to be so loud? Use this 
to check in with yourself. Use this to act differently with people and don't let yourself sink into the fear. And again, coming back to the convoy, the fact that the Ottawa police and the prime minister and governments are trying to shut this, shut this down, basically shut us up because they don't want to give up their power. And remember that that's what this is about. They don't want to give up their power. As soon as they start giving up their power, they're losing control. But truthfully, they've already lost control. They have a very false idea of control right now because there's too many people standing up and you can't let fear dictate your actions. Now also understand that depending on where you are, there might be risk. So in Ottawa, people might get arrested. They might be charged, but what is it worth to you? Because truthfully, when it comes down to it, I would die for our freedom. So what is an arrest? And these things that they are doing are not actually legal. So you can bet that none of this is going to stick. But it is a fear tactic. Because if you run and you run into fear and you decide to stand down because you're afraid, they're going to take advantage of that. And that is what they're hoping for. And, you know, they're even leaving piles of rocks around the city of Ottawa. And, and the protesters are trying to, like, they're having to clean up these piles of rocks. And the reason behind the piles of rocks is so that you throw them at people or throw them at things or businesses. And that's not what we're about. But they're hoping by pushing your buttons that that's what they're going to do. So the choice is yours, how to respond. But I can guarantee you, if you respond from that triggered state, it's not going to end well. You have to stay peaceful. And this lesson goes for any situation, whether it's the protests and the convoy and fighting for your freedoms, whether it is a, a disagreement at home, whether it's coming up against wounds with your parents or bosses that are mean or like struggles anywhere else in life. It doesn't matter what it is. You need to be kind and compassionate and meet people in peace so that you are not fueling the fire and the choice is yours. And not only is that going to help just the entire situation in general, not only is it going to help put good energy out into the world and have more good energy attracted back to you, but you are going to live your life very differently rather than being taken out by things for hours, days, months on end, maybe sometimes even years on end, rather than being constantly taken out, feeling like a victim, feeling powerless, you are going to be able to walk in this life, observing the chaos but not being of the chaos. And that is powerful. And when people talk about ascending to 5D from 3D, which is basically ascending 
ascending our human consciousness and, and coming into love. That's really what it means. You're not trying to be so enlightened and spiritual that you don't have to interact with regular society. It's about living almost parallel to it while being within it without taking on the chaos of it. And that is what the goal is. That's what the goal is. And you are capable of that. So keep your power, take your power back and come at things from love, peace, kindness, compassion, and respect. Watch what your reactions are, because even if the world is out of control, the one thing you can always control is yourself, your choices, your thoughts, feelings, actions, and reactions. You can always control you. And that is the most powerful control of all. So look at what you are doing, how you are responding, take responsibility for it. And if you need help moving through these emotions, moving through the healing process, because you're not sure of how to do it alone, or you're having trouble doing it alone, because You know, oftentimes, and I myself have needed this many, many times. That's why I've worked with coaches and healers myself. You need an outside party to show you your blind spots or reflect things back to you that you cannot see. So if you need help with this, you can book either a theta healing session with me for new clients. You do a minimum of three sessions, and then you can book individual ones after that. That way you're getting a deeper transformation. Or you can fill out a coaching application and we can see if coaching is right for you so that you can really move forward in your life and get through your blocks and have the life that you're wanting. Wherever you need help, reach out for it. And if you have questions about this, you can also reach out to me too and feel free to just send me a message or an email. All of the contact information is in the show notes, or you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Anastasia Burnick. I love you guys. You are amazing. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode, and I will see you on the next one. Thank you for joining me today on the Soul Service Podcast. If you love what you heard, I would be over the moon if you would share this episode with your friends and leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.